How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome to the show. It's 10.06. Brian Kelly is in the house. I'm going to keep him for a few extra minutes. Mr. Billiken over here was, uh, I know, paying attention uh, to the slew game yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mr. Blues over here as well. You got your (laughs) Stanley Cup champions hat. Big day today for the Blues taking on the Winnipeg Jets on the road. A little afternoon hockey. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Last night, uh, took my fifth grade girls basketball team, my daughter's team, to Chaffetz Arena, oh, and did we catch a good one? We had did. they had a blast. Uh, unfortunately, it turned out as a loss, and we'll talk about it with Travis Ford at the bottom of the hour and really dissect this. And that is a heartbreaking loss. Yeah, the Billikens were up by 13 in the second half and lost to Auburn 74-70. There's a lot to get into here. And I guess first and foremost, when I talk to Travis, I'm going to try to work my way backwards a little bit. We'll start with, you know, why they lost it. But then I do want to highlight some really good things because they were ferocious on the boards yesterday. And that's a big concern for Auburn. Auburn was facing a team that doesn't have anyone over 6'9". And the Billikens out-rebounded them 46-27. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, That really is amazing. I'll tell you who else is amazing. I want to start this right away and say that Yuri Collins is an incredible talent. And if you have a chance, and this isn't the first time I've seen him in person, but it's one of the best performances I've seen, and he did it against one of the best teams in the country, a really, really good defensive team in Auburn. Yuri Collins is one of the best point guards I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a ton of basketball. I know that you have. I don't know... Uh, that people realize maybe what what you have here, but he is a remarkable talent. He had 
the stats don't even tell it, but he had two assists away from a triple-double, 13 points, 12 rebounds, and eight assists. So he was two assists away from a triple-double. Just to put it in perspective, he had 12 rebounds. That was more than anybody on the Auburn roster and more than anybody on the SLU roster. Yuri Collins is how tall? Six feet? How tall is he, James? Probably six, about that. Six feet, maybe. <clears throat> I was and just going to look that up. Walker sure. Kessler is 7-1 for Auburn and had nine rebounds. And Yuri had 12. Yuri's wow. passing is a joy to watch. Did he turn it over? Yes, he did six times. But again, he's going up against one of the better teams in the country and trying to make things happen. He even knocked down one of his two threes. He is incredible. And I think that when people in this St. Louis area are looking for entertainment, I really do think, I'm telling the truth here, I think that he is worth the price of admission. I think that you, if you don't go see Yuri at some point, you will miss out on one of the great talents because I think he's going to play at the next level. I think he, he's got the old school ability and vision where things I think just slow down for him and he mm-hmm. can see a different game than anybody else on the floor. Well, there were some good players on the floor yesterday, but in terms of point guards, based on what I've seen, Brian, I, I don't know. I'm trying to recall a better point guard that I've seen in a while. Yuri Collins is up there for me. There was one pass in the first half last night. We talked about it earlier this morning where he was at his own free throw line. So so the Auburn free throw line, defensive end for the Billikens, and he throws a pass to Terrence Hargrove, who's at the other free throw line basically, catches him in full stride, and Terrence goes in to score. And there were, there were players in between, and he threaded the needle through it more than half the length of the floor, and it was just eye-popping. I watched that thing three or four times. It just kept rewinding it and watching it going, wow, that was amazing. And you see him do that about every game. He he can see the floor so well, and he does commit some turnovers because he is aggressive. But more often than not, he completes that pass, and it is spectacular. He, You're right. He is a, a, a joy to watch, and if you get a chance, you need to go see him. He's a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. He had three steals and probably could have had more than that. He is a complete player, and... Uh, the Billikens are very fortunate to have Yuri Collins on their team. That said, they lost this game in a game they should have won. Uh, they they did not put away Auburn and should have won the game. If you're up 13 with nine minutes to go, even against Auburn, Slew's good enough to win that game. And what they have to figure out is how do they close out games? Unfortunately, in this game, growing pains are part of it, and you have to figure out how to do it. But we've seen it now against Belmont. We saw it against UAB, and now we've seen it against Auburn. All those teams are good, uh, but all those teams have found ways to climb back in the second half after being down big. And why does that happen? Maybe a little tentative with the ball, turning the ball over, not making free throws, pressure. You know, and there was pressure in the beginning of the game. You could see it, even though Slew was playing at a very high level and looked very physical and were just taking it to Auburn, which is exactly what they should do. You know, they had some missed layups early. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gibson Jimerson had a couple of threes that bonked off the backboard, you know, like he was launching them too far, adrenaline pumping. It's, I mean, you got nine, how many fans they have in there? Nine, 10,000 screaming and yelling and it's fun. And your adrenaline's up. Those things are going to happen. It's, it is a basketball is a tough game. And you have to figure out how to play under control. And especially in the last three minutes, you get that nice lead about midway through the second half. 
And and yeah, I think it, it's like you see it in hockey. You get a three-goal lead, a two-goal lead, and you tend to sit back a little bit more. They had that lead. I thought they got a little tentative at that point, maybe took some shots they shouldn't have. You get kind of a little tentative and a little cocky, and and those two are not good. And you're playing a team that is, it is a top-ranked team, a top-20 team, and you have a short bench, which I think that may be part of it too, is that, you know, that the pressure, Auburn started putting on the defensive pressure, and as the game wears on and the players that have to play a lot of minutes start wearing down, you're going to miss some shots, you're going to make some mistakes, and that's kind of what caught up with them. Slew had, uh, you know, Javante Perkins out for the year. Would he have helped? Absolutely. Yes. Do they win the game with him? Possibly. I mean, maybe they give him the ball late and let him ice mm-hmm. it at the free throw line. But then again, you know, that Auburn team was lobbing it up to Kessler, and he's throwing it down. Yeah. They kept. They said, you know what, we're just going to pack the paint on you. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to score inside on us anymore, and we're going to go inside on you. And Bruce Pearl, not a fan. Uh, finds a way to to get the job done against Slew by a final of seventy four to seventy. Uh, uh, it's it's hard to to say that you're happy because it's a loss, but I will say great atmosphere, tough, tough, tough basketball team, tough as nails, just like the city that they're in. And I, I would say that you should be proud if you're a Billikens fan because good things are coming. But that's a tough one to take. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That is, that's a game that, that they let get away and would have been a nice signature win for them. Hopefully that's, it eats at them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and when the conference season starts, they learn from it. When it starts, they can learn from it. And to go into conference with that knowledge that they are good enough to play with the big boys. They are. They're good enough to play with the big boys, so that that's one that's that's going to hurt for a little while. But they got to pick themselves up and get after because Drake out of the valley won't give an inch to them mm-hmm. uh, when they play in Vegas on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, speaking of afternoons, we got the Blues and the Jets. We're going to hear from the Blues here in just a moment, BK. But any thoughts about your team that has been dealing with COVID protocol just like everybody else? And they just keep going. That's what's amazing. That game the other night against Dallas, you know, they just kept pouring it on and pouring it on. Got this four-one win like they did in Dallas a few days before. Uh, it's amazing how these kids are coming up and playing so well. I call them kids because they're coming up from Springfield, and you're seeing what they're able to do, the confidence they're playing with. Logan Brown may turn out to be a huge steal. Uh, and and then you got the, the Russian line that's playing like the old, I, I'm going to start calling them the Blue Army, I think, because they remind me of the old Red Army teams that used to come in and just circle people and, and come up with the, you know, cycle around, get the opening, Tarasenko in the slot to score the other night. Uh, and they had chances to add to that 4-1 lead and, and victory. So I'm pumped. And, you know, you bring up your fifth goalie. We we celebrated his birthday yesterday, Charlie Lindgren. And I said, you know, two weeks ago, we didn't even know who this guy was. And now he's our goalie who's just playing lights out. So uh, it, it's a great story. It shows a lot about the depth in the organization, the leadership in the organization that these kids are able to come up from the American League, step right in, and not miss a beat. So it, it it gives me a lot of confidence about where this team can go. They play at 2 o'clock today on, uh, uh, I think Valley Sports Midwest has that. I'll yeah, have to check. So. And I, yeah. I never know where the games are now. They're like no, on Hulu or on yeah. ESPN. And I had trouble signing into ESPN on the smart TV the other night, and it was just so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll watch that, of course. Uh, college basketball, Mizzou, nice win over Utah, that's for sure. Illinois just destroyed St. Francis, PA. But the real story there is Bryce Weiler, a blind broadcaster, does the game on radio with Brian Barnhart. We're going to have both of them on at 1045 this morning to discuss a very special story. We'll also have, That's speaking awesome. of special, Urban League of a Metropolitan St. Louis had a tremendous giveaway yesterday 
for people in need. And their CEO, Michael McMillan, will be with us on Sports on a Sunday morning. We'll also hear from Curtis Francois, the owner of Worldwide Technology Raceway. Lauren Lovett, of course, with her NFL picks. She's feeling good about herself because she's only down two to me now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll hear a little bit from some former Cardinals, Matt Holiday and Ozzie Smith, who were on the air uh, this past week on KMOX. A Happy lot birthday to, get to, to Tom Lawless today. Yes. That and is hard to imagine. The lawman. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good stuff. Uh, we'll hear from the Blues uh, and what they're looking for today in their 2 o'clock game coming up. There's a lot to get to here on Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. You know what? Let's uh, work our way out with this since you just called for it. Here it is, and then we'll take a break on KMOX. Swing and a high fly ball to left. Way back at the track. This ball may go. It's a three-run home run for Tom Lawless. That is hard to imagine. He had four hits all year. And he puts the Cardinals on top four to one. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Yes, we do have NFL picks coming up next hour. We have a lot to get to next hour as well. But this hour, some big stuff coming up. Travis Ford is just eight minutes away at 1030. We'll visit with him live about the loss to Auburn last night. 1045, Brian Barnhart, the voice of the Illini, and Bryce Weiler, a broadcaster and a great friend who is, was born blind, who did the game with him yesterday. We'll also preview bragging rights with them. Right now, let's preview Blues Jets. Coach Craig Berube with the very latest on his team. Let's listen in. Go ahead for Chief, guys. Craig, uh, tough break there for uh, Sunquist. Uh, did you feel like maybe here in the last little bit that <clears throat> his game was trending in the right direction? Yeah, the last three games he's been really good uh, for me. Uh, just his back to his old ways of you know getting on top of people and forward-checking hard and just being a heavy player. Uh, yeah, I feel terrible for him. Um, you know he's worked so hard to get back after those surgeries and all that, and uh, this is unfortunate for him and us. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did you could you just see it in him that he was working probably even harder than anybody just to try to get back to form? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, all the trainers did a great job in the gym, medical, you know, working with them on a daily basis and uh, just, you know, helping them along. And Sonny put all the work in. He uh, he worked extremely hard uh, to, to do what he needed to do to get back to, you know, playing. I guess you look at the, the big picture, what's happening around the league. I mean, is there uncertainty maybe in your head about what lies ahead and Maybe how do you prevent that from affecting the team and the team's play? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure what's going to happen um, ahead here. There's, it's a lot of uh, uncertainty for everybody. Um, you know, the team is just you, they got to keep just pushing along. Just focus on what you can control. Um, you know, keep keep doing what you've been doing uh, on, in the games, and uh, you know, we're used to guys. You know, injuries, COVID, all that. I think it's, uh, you know, we're beyond that now. Um, so just focus on what you can control. 
Craig, I know you wanted to see the, you said yesterday you wanted to see how the injured guys that practiced came through. Uh, I guess good news that they were back on the ice again today. Yeah, they got a full practice in, which was good, and I didn't see any issues. So, um, you know, we'll see tomorrow. We'll give those guys a, another skate tomorrow morning um, and go from there. You know, we'll see when they're players. Will any of those guys accompany you on this trip, or will they be skating in St. Louis? No, they'll they'll come with us. Craig, as far as your game is concerned, uh, what just what what are you seeing in this last little stretch? Anything that really sticks out to you? Why you're able to get the results you've gotten here? I think um, you know defensively we've been pretty solid. You know, play without the puck, the reloading, um, the hounding, and you know not giving team's time. I think we've done a real good job of it. Um, obviously good around our net. That's important too. Now on the other side of it, just our forecheck game, physical game. You know, we're, we're, we're really banging a lot of bodies. We're going to the net hard. We're forechecking really good. You know, that's, you know, them are keys for sure. And then our special teams have been really solid. I think they come through almost nightly for us. Whether it's penalty killing or a power play goal, Coach Craig Berube visiting with the media as the Blues coach. I love his no-nonsense, just, you know, this is a simple game. Let's hit. Let's put pressure on them. Let's score. Let's make saves. Let's get out of there. That's what they're going to try to do today under what has been a very uncertain time in sports. Certainly for the NHL, they have really cracked down in their COVID protocol here over the last 24 hours. They are going to have daily testing. Does that mean we're going to see more positives? I don't know, but we'll play by the hour here and see what happens in the NHL and really across sports. Back in a moment with Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens. We have a lot to discuss with him for sure. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. It's 1026. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 10.30, and joining us every Sunday at this time is the head coach of the St. Louis Billikens, Travis Ford, big-time college atmosphere last night at Chaffetz Arena for SLU and 13th-ranked Auburn. And before we talk about the game, Coach, I want to put a smile on your face right out of the gate and tell you that 10 fifth-grade girls from my team had an absolute blast last night, as well as my wife, my oldest daughter, and her friend. I brought some serious noise to Chaffetz Arena, and they had some time, and thanks to SLU for incredible hospitality for our team. Well, I'm glad they had a good time. I tell you, it's, uh, first of all, appreciate you having me on. You know, one of the things that's, uh, you know, kept me up all night and disappointed we didn't come out with the win, and I hate it most for our players and for our fans. Um, you know, it, uh, but I'm proud of our players. They, they, you know, we managed the game just the way we, we, we wanted to for, for 38 minutes, how we practiced for two days, three days preparing. Uh, we did a lot of positive things, a lot of positive things. Just really disappointed we didn't come out with the win. No, I understand that. And I, I feel that from you and I feel that myself. And 
Um, the girls were so well behaved that they allowed their coach uh, to watch every second of this game. So I was into every bounce of the ball, everything that you were doing. So I do want to go through it with you if we can and, and kind of work our way backwards. So why the game was lost at the end, a lot of factors. You played, as you mentioned, such a great game. But at the end of the game, why do you think uh, that the game slipped away from you against Auburn? Well, it's um, it, it in, in this game is very very similar to the last, you know, to the UAB game uh, more than anything. As far as you know, you got to give Auburn a lot of credit. They made every big shot. They missed one one of the three. They made every three under three minutes, under four minutes that they needed. Um, they were scoring quickly, um, and one of the things we had a lot of success with in getting the lead back was getting out in transition. We were able to play a little bit faster, which you would think would have played into Auburn's hands, but we were being very efficient in our fast breaks. Um, but when they started scoring under that five-minute mark, it allowed them to start pressing, and their press really slowed us down and got us out of rhythm. It got us out of our half-court execution as well. We were really scoring in half-court. What brought us back in the game was some adjustments we made at halftime uh, to score the basketball, and we came out and scored like ten straight. Uh, and under that four-minute mark, five-minute mark, they really got us out of rhythm. You know, we wanted to keep playing up tempo, we wanted to play fast, but they slowed us down. Uh, they got us out of our rhythm, and they made every big shot uh, that they needed to. And that's when, when you're in a close game, it's the team that makes the fewest mistakes and the team that makes them most big plays and we missed we had a few costly turnovers as we did in the UAB costly turnovers under four minutes we missed free throws which we were one of the better free throw shooting teams in the country I think under the four minute mark we went one four five I believe uh, under the four minute mark which is not the way you close games out and uh, give Auburn credit it's more about Auburn than it was necessarily about us that they just made big shots they did, and they have players who can make those, and they they also they were working that ball to Kessler. They're trying to get that lob to him, big body, 7-1, and, and he was trying to slip down there and get that done. And, and God bless him, Francis Socorro. I saw a picture of him an hour after the game shooting free throws. That's not the reason that they lost the game, but I love that the young man is out there working on his game. Uh, he fought like heck, came off the bench, and played extremely well. That was also a game made for T.J. Hargrove. I mean, he... he he put on a show yesterday. I'm going to get to your point guard in a minute, but boy, did you come at him physically? I mean, 46, 27 out rebounding is something Auburn's got to think about if they're going to be successful in the sec. Your team was ferocious on the boards coach. Well, we made an emphasis about it. You know, if you started looking at both teams, you would think they would be the more physical team. They're the bigger team. They're the much older team, very experienced, really old team. And But for three days, we prepared kind of Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All we talked about, all I talked about, well, let's take it to them. Let's be the aggressor. Let's be physical. Let's, you know, we have to show toughness. We can't talk about it. You have to show toughness. And we outlined how do you show toughness? How are ways to do that? And one of the ways is we had to rebound at a very high level. And this is one of the better rebounding teams in the country. They um, score off off at second shots as well as anybody. So I was really, really proud of our guys for pretty much everything we asked them to do. They went out and did. Uh, they really 
executed, played with great focus. T.J. Hargrove, as you said, was guarding what now people say is going to be either the top two, three pick in the NBA draft. I thought he did an amazing job uh, on Jabari Smith, an incredible job, as good as I've seen anybody do. And not only on the defensive end, which we told him we needed him to concentrate on, he went on the offensive end and gave us, I think, 17 points. So I, I was really proud of T.J., you brought up Francis Okoro. You're absolutely 100% correct. Games are never lost on a free throw. There's so many plays in a game uh, that can determine an outcome. And Francis gave us a heck of an effort. Uh, we lost Martin Linson early in the second half. And uh, he went down with an injury and couldn't come back. And we asked Francis to play like 17 straight minutes against some of the best big men in the country. <laughs> And he gave us a heck of an effort, played really well. Uh, really proud of those two guys. I thought those two guys really played well. They really did. You do not have a player over 6'9", if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they have players all over the place that are over 6'9", yet you out-rebounded them 46-27. And not just that, but one of the smallest players on the floor, Yuri Collins, had 12 rebounds. I, I know I talk about him every week with you, and we've talked about him since you recruited him. But And I've seen him play in person plenty. But that's a big game, and I, I'm honest. I, I've seen, as you have, a lot of basketball. Uh, I've seen a lot of guards, a lot of great guards, including yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember seeing a point guard as good as him. And it's it, the way that he sees the floor, first of all, is so impressive. But it's also effort, which, you know, that that is just mindset. And he has an incredible amount of energy and effort offensively and defensively. That was some game out of Yuri Collins, who was two assists away from a triple-double. Yeah, Yuri Collins um, really never ceases to amaze me. I mean, he uh, he is definitely the heart and soul of our basketball team, and uh, everybody knows it. Our opponents know it. And what I love about him is everybody's going out trying to stop him, trying to slow him down, trying to keep him out of the paint trying to keep him from playing downhill, trying to keep him from creating for his teammates. Auburn did some things defensively they've not done all year long, and they brought their big guys up to try to slow him down within the ball screens. Uh, Yuri just adapts. He, uh, he makes everybody around him better, and, you know, he leads us on both ends. Defensively, uh, you know, he just is a game-changer. And, you know, I just, you know, it's it's such a luxury to have a point guard that uh, that's such a uh, an incredible leader on both ends. Uh, I, I can't say enough. I think he's the best point guard in America. I said it all the way. I wouldn't trade him for anybody. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't if I were you. Uh, he is really something. And that's that basketball team of yours. I know this hurts, and you know it's hard to take lumps. But basketball is also about growing pains, and the best that you can do is grow from it and pull those positives out. I, one thing before I talk about your next game is that atmosphere is what you want. And it, it, they got warmed up. Uh, they got revved up and they responded. It was like a crescendo of noise. They started off as they do. Uh, the Billikens fans are very smart and they like to watch and sort of observe. And once they realized what you were doing, they let them have it, didn't they? I mean, that was, that was what, that's what you want. It's Chaffetz. It, it is. And that's what we hope we can get it to be on a nightly basis, on a game-by-game -game basis. There's, you know, I, I think our 
our administration does a great job with the event management with all the, you know, you got the fire, you got the great video boards. I mean, I think it's just a fun, great atmosphere. Shaper's Arena is one of the, I think, one of the better basketball, college basketball venues in America. And especially when it gets, you know, when it's crowded, when it's packed like it was last night. And that's why I wanted to lead with you. I was just, uh, I've just been down because I wanted to win for our players. Our players, I wanted it for them, but I also wanted it for our fans because they did come out and they were loud. They were very supportive. Uh, we had, a, you know, some new uh, protocols in place for COVID and they were, we, our, our fans didn't let that hold them back. They came back out and responded and we just hope they keep coming back because we need it. It makes a difference. I hope they had fun, even though we didn't come up with the win. I hope they still had a enjoyable evening that say, Hey, we want to come back to these games because they're fun games. It's a fun style of basketball. It's fun to be in shape. It's, um, and it could be, it's, it's, it, it could be a great night. I saw a lot of familiar faces. I saw, I sat next to a Mizzou fan, uh, who just loves the Billikens and wants to watch them and the basketball fans just like your team. And that's, that's a really good sign too. I do hope they all come back. I'll tell you what, our girls had a good time. They might've set a record for eating Twizzlers though. They were, they were on, they were on some serious, uh, serious sugar high. Okay. One more thing. Uh, Drake on Wednesday, they're tough. You know that I know you, you got to recover from this game, but out of the Missouri Valley conference, Drake in Las Vegas on Wednesday afternoon here on KMOX. What's uh, your early preview of that? that one yeah uh you know first and foremost you you hit it uh you know it, it was a, a down locker room to say the least uh guys put a lot into this game a lot a lot of preparation a lot there was a lot of emotional highs and lows of this game last night uh we're gonna have to recover from that first and foremost that's that's the number one uh thing on the on the list to try to prepare for the game two we're going against the oldest team in the country uh drake uh as well if follow college basketball they were top 25 last year and have every single player returning and five or six of them are sixth not fifth year six year seniors they are the oldest team in america uh they've been together for a very long time most everyone had them in their top 25 preseason this year uh they battled a few injuries early uh but they're back healthy now uh this I mean, this is as good a team probably that we've played other than Albert uh, is probably uh, as far as their stats, as far as the players returning and the expectations. So we got to get over last night's game. We got to forget about it. We got to move on. We got to learn from it. And we got to get our, you know, get our emotions back in check to, to move on to the next one. Well, your team showed a lot of heart, that's for sure. But sometimes when you lose a game like that, that leads to heartbreak. That's because you put a lot into it. That's why they, they call it heartbreak, because you, you had so much going into it, and then it just doesn't come out your way. That said, there's a lot of basketball in front of you. I appreciate you joining us the morning after a big, big game like that. And thank you for being on KMOX, and good luck. Safe travels to Vegas. Tom, I appreciate it. Appreciate you bringing your girls last night. Appreciate all the support. Appreciate it very much. Thanks. We'll see how much they learn from that game. We'll uh, we'll we'll test them in practice. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. There's Travis Ford, head coach of the Billikens. Great to have him on KMOX. Ten forty two. When we come back, the voice of the Fighting Illini, Brian Barnhart, and a very special guest. Bryce Weiler. That visit with Travis Ford, sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Back in a moment on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. 
Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Mizzou, nice win over Utah yesterday, 83-75. Tigers get 27 points from Kobe Brown. He had a big, big day, 11 of 13 from the free throw line, a personal best for him. He was 8 of 11 from the floor, and Mizzou bounces back. They have four players in double figures. Davis had 17, Pickett had 12, DeGray had 10. Big day for Brown. We'll see if Mizzou can carry that momentum into the Bragging Rights game against Illinois on Wednesday night. Looking forward to that, as always, after getting walloped by Kansas last week by 37, they come back and beat a good Utah team at Mizzou Arena, 83-75. But the Illini go absolutely wild yesterday against St. Francis, PA. They dropped 106 on them. They hit 18 threes. They didn't shoot 18 threes. They made 18 threes. And the big day again, a double-double from Kofi Coburn. And joining us on the line is the voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart. Brian always a pleasure. How are you, buddy? Hey, good to be good to be on with you, Tom, this morning. And yeah, that's that is a lot of threes to make. And uh, they got the last one, and about the last chance you could get. Uh, Brandon Pajimski hit one. Uh, they had to shoot it because the shot clock was going to run out, and he hit one from the top of the key, and that was the school record, eighteen. Wow, an incredible game, an incredible team, really. Um, I know that St. Francis PA, you know, the opponent is what it is, but you score 106 points and make 18 threes uh, in a, in a practice. That's, that's exciting. So that, that's, that's a, that's a big day for the fighting Illini going up against Mizzou on Wednesday. And I'll preview that with you in just a minute, but I also wanted to talk to you about what happened in this game in terms of the broadcast. And that mm-hmm. is that part of your broadcast was our great friend returning to sports on a Sunday morning is Bryce Weiler. Bryce, good morning. How are you? Hi, Tom. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure to good have morning. you on. Uh, you, Bryce, as we've told your story numerous times on the show, uh, but for those who don't know you, you were born uh, blind, uh, born prematurely, and uh, you actually lost your vision shortly after birth. And you have been an inspiring person in my life, in many of our listeners' lives, and I'm certain in Brian's life, so much so, Brian, that you brought Bryce along to call the game with you and Dion Thomas. And the reason for that is that Bryce is actually a broadcaster. He has been doing this. This is not his first rodeo, which is pretty amazing, isn't it, Brian? No, it really is, because, uh, you know, they, those of us that uh, do this, you know, is, uh, in the radio business, and I know you've done it too, Tom, your goal every time is to paint a picture for the listener, because it's not on TV. They can't see what you see, so your job is to paint that picture as clearly as possible. And, of course, Bryce cannot see, but for him, growing up, he was able to listen to our games, and I think the Indiana games as well, and and uh, paint that picture. We were able to paint that picture for him, Don Fisher over at Indiana, and it made him into a sports fan. And, and boy, I, I've just been so impressed with his preparation for a game. And maybe he can explain how he does it, but he was so ready for the broadcast yesterday, spent several hours, I'm sure, uh, getting ready for it. And it was it was as seamless as it could be uh, yesterday. It's been It was almost like he was with us the whole season. He knew everything about the team, uh, and he could certainly talk about strategy and all the different aspects of the game. And, and plus, he was friends, Tom, with the St. Francis coach. So that was an added bonus. 
Wow. Well, he's a storyteller, and he knows people. Bryce, how did it go for you? It was really enjoyable being on yesterday. We had Doug Altenberger on with us. He was able to make it for the broadcast, got to visit with Dion Thomas as well. So I spent the first part of the broadcast after going through the pregame show studying Doug's style and finding places where I could insert my commentary in the flow of the game. Brian brought me into the game also during timeouts or free throws or pauses in the action. And it was really enjoyable to be able to commentate with, with Brian and Doug for what Brian has done in my life with creating those those visual pictures of the game taking place on the court or the field, which got me interested in being around sports. And then Marty Simmons giving me the opportunity to sit on his Evansville men's basketball bench. But what was most important for me was that Brian really never had any doubts that I could commentate with him or didn't question how I could analyze the game since I was blind. He was just willing to give me that opportunity and Hopefully more people will give individuals with disabilities the opportunity to live their dreams and passions in life. Bryce has called a lot of games. I first met you at Evansville. I saw you shooting free throws, and uh, you came over uh, with uh, some assistance. You were you were knocking down a couple of uh, shots, and then you came over, introduced yourself, and you knew everything about me. Uh, you had listened on KMOX. I was calling the, the game for the Valley TV Network, so I knew that you were someone that did your homework. Then I found out that you called a lot of games. In fact, according to the story in the Champaign News Gazette, you called 90 games in your time at Evansville, Bryce. That is mind-boggling. I didn't even know that. I did 90 games whenever I was at Evansville. I'm at over 150 games now, and I just read up facts on the players and coaches. I listened to each team's previous game. I spent about 10 to 15 hours, 15 hours actually studying Illinois and St. Francis this week, typing out information, memorizing it so that the sounds of my hands running over a page of Braille information would not get picked up by the microphones. You are a, a remarkable talent and somebody, Brian, that inspires me. I'm sure that for you, and you've called hundreds and thousands of games, you're somebody that draws inspiration for some, from someone like Bryce, who just is relentless, isn't he? Well, he is, and that's, I mean, that's a real testament to him. Um, I mean, I prepare several hours for a game, but I don't prepare for 15 hours. I can tell you that. I mean, that's a lot of preparation, and I know he has to uh, do it that way, and methodically he has a, a system to it. And uh, I could tell right in the opening comments that I said, this guy's prepared. And I can tell, and I know you listen to a lot of tapes, I'm sure, from, or I'm dating myself by saying tape, but length and <laughs> broadcasts of young broadcasters, I can tell pretty quick, uh, and I'm sure you can too, Tom, if they, if they know what they're doing, if they're prepared, if they've done their homework, and, uh, and I had no doubt going in, as Bryce said, I had no doubt he could do it, but it's one thing to realize he could do it and then have him do it with you uh, was really, really impressive, and, and he had done something, Tom, that uh, when he was at Evansville with Marty Simmons, he's actually been in the huddle. Uh, with the team, I've never done that. I've never been allowed on the court during a timeout <laughs> to listen in. So he was able to bring that insight that that I I learned from him on that. Yeah, the cl- I'm with you. The closest I've gotten is being in walkthroughs and being on the road with Mizzou, uh, you know, and, and and teams like that, and being being behind the scenes, but not in the middle of a game in a huddle. And uh, Bryce, who's now 30, graduated from Evansville, and then he went to Western Illinois and got his master's. Uh, what's next for you, Bryce? I know you and I connect all the time, but what can you tell our listeners about what your career looks like? I'm helping out more companies as a disability consultant with 
Gray Television, Latch, other companies as well. We're getting the Beautiful Lives Project back up and going at the start of 2022, helping more people of all disabilities to live their dreams across the country. I'll probably have some more speeches coming up. I've recently given speeches to the Big Ten Network staff, the Big Ten Conference staff, and other groups as well, Lionsgate Entertainment. So just really continuing to inspire others, give people opportunities, and continue to help people to live their dreams, just as Brian helped me to live my dream of being able to give back to what he's done for my life by allowing me to commentate with both himself and Doug Altenberger yesterday against St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Well, you've you've accomplished a lot already, young man, and I can't wait to see what this next decade is like for you. Watch out for Bryce Weiler, that's for sure. Brian Barnhart, thank you for doing it. And in our last couple of minutes, I wanted to get your thoughts on this team and going into a big game. Now, I I would assume that Illinois would be a big favorite in this game, but I'm sure they got Illinois' attention after beating Utah yesterday. This is always a great atmosphere in game, isn't it? It is, and uh, I can tell you, I mean, Missouri's won, what, the last three? So I'm sure that uh, Brad Underwood will remind his team about that at least a couple of times this week. Uh, so no matter what Missouri has done, whether they've struggled, like in their game at Liberty or against Kansas or whatever the case may be, um, I know that uh, Gonzo Martin will get it figured out, and uh, you know they're going to defend you. And uh, I think as he's got a, you know, Pickett's hurt us before, and there's been some other guys that have uh, risen up and gotten us. So uh, I expect a good game. Uh, you know, on paper, I think you're right. Uh, Illinois would be favored and probably should be. But uh, as you know, in this game, I don't think that really matters. With about a minute to go, let's watch uh, Bryce or listen to Bryce nail this one. Uh, what are your thoughts? Give me 60 seconds, Bryce, of your thoughts of the Illini going into this game against Missouri. It was important yesterday that Illinois was able to get the bench some more play against St. Francis because the bench really hadn't got into action for about two weeks since Illinois defeated Rutgers by around 30 points. So that was important, and it's always a game where you never know who's going to step up. This is a game where players can make a name for themselves, players who you may not think are going to do great things will, and it's a game that both schools look forward to, both fan bases look forward to, and it's a game where the individuals these teams are trying to recruit really thinks about who who wins this game that might influence which school they pick over the other that's a great point absolutely great point it's a big part of the game for sure bryce you're the man i appreciate you and brian great work and thank you for joining us on kmox today thank you tom have a great rest of the weekend there's the voice of the Illini, brian barnhart and our great friend bryce weiler on sports on a sunday morning on kmox he's also a former garage happy hour guest he is a garage happy hour alum bryce weiler he is the best they both are great to have them on and good luck to the Illini um, moving forward. Although I don't know as, as someone who grew up a Mizzou fan that I can say that about Wednesday back in a moment, much more NFL leading off the 11 o'clock hour. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.